Hi guys, welcome back to Model Behavior. I hope everyone is having a fantastic day. Last weekend was my birthday, and I had the most magical weekend upstate with my boyfriend for my birthday. We stayed in a really cute Airbnb, we bought coloring books, we made some really delicious food, and a birthday cake, and went on a hike, and just did all the things we love to do. And also watched a lot of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and Yellowstone. Really just all our favorite things and it was a really great weekend. And huge shout out to him for planning that whole thing. It was very cute. There was also a sauna in the house. Like, what? He really pulled out all the stops for my birthday. But I did want to talk about mental health for a second because my birthday is always a little bit hard for me. And this year I was really, really trying to enjoy my birthday and enjoy the food and enjoy the cake and the treats and the snacks without feeling guilty. Um, and I'm gonna be honest, I wouldn't call it a relapse, but I definitely have taken a couple steps backwards in um, my eating disorder recovery recently. The past, like, I don't know, maybe two or three weeks have been a little difficult for me. And I just notice myself falling back into old patterns and like old habits. And I do think this might have started because of Fashion Week, because that's always super stressful for me. And I put a lot of pressure on my body and my appearance during Fashion Week, because that's kind of like, honestly, what started my eating disorder when I was younger was my old agents like putting so much pressure on me to be so thin, specifically for fashion week. So I think that's why that kind of brings up those feelings for me still. So yeah, ever since then, I kind of have been struggling and I really, really did not want my eating disorder to affect my mood on my birthday or anything like that. Because I know last year it really messed with me um, and the year before that. I was really just feeling terrible about the cake and like everything and so I really did not want that to happen this year but it did and it sucked it was really hard and it was not great I felt guilty for eating you know the normal birthday stuff it sucked and I think I was just so disappointed because I really just didn't want this to happen that I put like so much pressure on myself for it not to happen that it put more attention on it almost if that makes sense but you know it's okay I still had an amazing birthday and um, I kind of broke down a little bit <laughs> on my birthday because it's not your birthday if you don't cry right and just like talked to my loved ones about like what was going on and how I felt and they kind of just talked through it with me and I felt better afterwards for sure and I do feel better now but obviously it's a work in progress but yeah anyway this episode is about getting my period back and birth control and all that stuff and one of the things that I actually remind myself of when I'm struggling with my eating disorder is how important having children is to me and when I am restricting I lose my period which can affect your ability to have children. And I would never want to do something to myself that would permanently alter my chances of having children. So that's just one of the things that I try to remind myself when I'm having those tough moments, is like, this is so much bigger than just me. 
like I need to stop beating myself up and being so hard on myself and doing this to myself because it can affect the goals for my life and my family. That kind of just ties into this episode, which is why I wanted to kind of start with that. And also just be real with you guys because healing is not linear like everyone says. It's really true. And it's okay to have bad days. You're not just going to get better every day of your healing journey. I wish it worked like that, but it does not. (laughs) We're getting back on track now. Um, Anyway, let's get into the episode. So before I start this, obviously I want to say that I am not a doctor and I am not saying birth control is the devil or going off of it will solve all your problems or even that you should go off of it. Birth control might work for you or you might need to take it for medical reasons, but it did not work for me. So I'm going to tell you about my experience being on it, going off of it, getting my period back and learning to live by my natural cycle. So I did not have my period for almost seven years. For the first five years, that was because of birth control. And the last two years was birth control, but also combined with my eating disorder. So let's start with my experience being on birth control. I got on the mini pill when I was around 14, pretty much right after I got my period. And the mini pill is a progesterone only pill that does not have any estrogen in it. And I have migraines, so I can't take estrogen. But I initially got on birth control because my periods were insane. Like, I didn't have really, like, cramps or anything, but the bleeding was completely out of control. Like, borderline dangerous amount of bleeding. Like, bleeding through an ultra tampon and maxi pad every 30 to 45 minutes. I literally had to sleep in an ultra tampon and a maxi pad put inside of a children's pull-up, like a diaper, basically. And I would bleed completely through all three. So obviously that was not manageable. And I got on this particular mini pill that did not have a sugar pill week. So it was four weeks straight every month of birth control and I never got a period. And that was a pretty good solution for the bleeding. And I did that method for about two years and then switched to the Nexponon implant that goes in your arm. And I switched um, not because I was like having any problems with the mini pill. Um, I just had a serious boyfriend at the time and I was staying over at his house a lot and like forgetting to bring my pack of pills. So I wanted something that I didn't have to remember to take every day at the same time. And the arm implant did not work for me. I basically was just always bleeding. It was never like a heavy period, but it was just consistent bleeding and spotting pretty much all the time, every day. About six or seven months after I switched to the arm implant, I actually got pregnant. And when I got the arm implant, the doctor told me that it was as effective as getting your tubes tied. So you can imagine my surprise when I came home from school early because I was having some like mysterious stomach cramps and then proceeded to have a miscarriage in my toilet. I was 16, um, so this was pretty traumatizing and not fun to say the least, but it's interesting because I knew I was pregnant. Like I'd been talking to my boyfriend at the time and I just kept telling him like, hey, I like really feel like I'm pregnant for some reason. And like, I didn't have many physical symptoms like morning sickness or anything. And it's really hard to like describe 
And it sounds kind of weird, but like I could feel the presence of something. Like I felt the energy 110%. And I knew she was there almost immediately. And I actually don't know if it was a boy or a girl, but for whatever reason, to me, she always felt like a girl. Um, and I never took a pregnancy test before my miscarriage because my boyfriend was like, you're just paranoid, like you're on birth control, like don't worry about it. And obviously I thought it was as effective as getting my tubes tied. So like, no, you're not going to be pregnant. But little did I know. But I remember literally falling asleep with my hand on my stomach because I really instinctively knew I was pregnant. Like I just knew it in my heart, but I convinced myself that I was crazy. Anyway, I had the miscarriage and took a pregnancy test pretty much right after that, like an hour or something after that happened. And it was positive um, because the hormones and everything are still in your body. So I was actually kind of relieved that it was positive so I could confirm exactly what it was that had happened. And I also knew I wasn't crazy for thinking I was pregnant. I actually did not tell my mom when it happened. I told my boyfriend's mom and she kind of walked me through it and like got me to take another test a couple weeks later. That was negative, but I never went to the doctor or anything and I definitely should have. So don't do what I did, but um, yeah, I mean, what do you do? Like, I didn't know what to do. I was 16 years old, like I was so scared. And I'm pretty sure this was like very early into this pregnancy, like definitely no more than like six or seven weeks tops. But yeah, obviously I was very upset about this and I got the Nexplanon taken out partly because of that, but also because I was tired of like the very like light bleeding all the time. So I went back to the original pill that I was on and I stayed on that pill until right after I turned 21. And then I stopped taking it for several reasons. Mostly, I really just wanted to see how I felt in my body and emotionally without any hormones in me. Because I had been taking this progesterone for seven years. Like basically all throughout puberty and growing into a woman, I was taking these hormones. And I had been having some emotional issues for a while. I always just felt like I was numb and I was never really happy or sad or anything at all. And this definitely wasn't just from my birth control, it was several different factors. It was my eating disorder, my PTSD, but I just had a feeling that the birth control was also contributing to this kind of like emotional emptiness. I also consistently had acne. Like I would only have a few pimples at a time and it wasn't like crazy cystic acne everywhere, but it was literally never completely clear. And those were the main couple reasons I wanted to see how my body would react without any birth control. But once I was off, I started to notice so many other positive effects that I was not even expecting. And I had actually stopped taking the pill for about six or seven months the year before I completely went off. But during this time, I never got my period back because I was deep in my eating disorder. So I didn't really get the full effect of my body's like natural hormones and cycle and everything because my uterus had literally stopped functioning properly due to malnutrition. Um, so this is my experience after I fully stopped birth control and was also in recovery for my eating disorder and all my organs were functioning normally again. So the very first thing I noticed was I had so much more energy and more motivation. 
Like I would wake up feeling rested and like I wanted to get up and like go do things. And I hadn't even realized I was lacking motivation before, but now I no longer felt like I was forcing myself to get up and go through the motions. Like I actually had energy to get things done. And then I started noticing some emotions coming back and actually started crying again for the first time in a really long time. Like I didn't cry for like two or three years, maybe like once or twice a year, but really I like did not cry. And it was overwhelming at first for sure because I hadn't really felt anything in a while. So even the smallest emotions were just very overwhelming for me. Like I would feel the tiniest bit of like genuine happiness and just start bawling crying. (laughs) Just because I like wasn't used to feeling anything. So even the tiniest, tiniest emotion felt so much stronger than what I had gotten used to. I also stopped being so hungry all the time. And more importantly, I felt full after I ate. For so long, I had felt like a bottomless pit. Like I could just eat forever and ever and never really get super full and was just always hungry. Like I used to think it was so weird when I would ask my boyfriend like if he wanted to eat and he'd be like, "Mm, no, like I'm not really hungry right now. Like I'll wait a little bit. Like I just could not understand that because I was like, what? Like I literally feel like I could eat an entire meal at any given time. Even if I had just eaten an entire meal, I could eat another one. But then all of a sudden I wasn't hungry all the time and I felt full and satisfied after eating for the first time in so long. I also noticed so much less bloating. Before I felt like I was constantly bloated, definitely like after I ate meals, but also just like all day long. And then it was just kind of gone. And I felt like I definitely started digesting my food better and just my overall gut function and gut health improved. Also at first, I think my body was adjusting to the hormone fluctuation and just like resetting my natural hormones. So I did have some acne for the first few months, but now my skin is more clear than it has been since like basically since I can remember, like since middle school. And I'll maybe get like a couple little spots right before my period or during it, but overall my skin looks and feels so much healthier. Okay, and then this one's kind of hard to explain, but my feminine energy and intuition feel so much stronger. Like I cannot emphasize this one enough. I just started feeling so connected to myself and my sensuality and my femininity. And I just started feeling like so beautiful all the time. My energy just started to feel so much more radiant. It was actually like kind of amazing. And I don't really know how to explain it any better than that, than like my literally just my feminine energy feeling so much stronger, but it's actually been one of the best parts of going off of birth control. And I noticed this a lot even before I got my period back, but then it was just even stronger when my full cycle came back. Like it sounds weird, but the best way I can describe it is like sensuality. And I didn't get my period back until about six or seven weeks after I stopped taking the pill. And my first couple periods were pretty heavy, definitely not as bad as they were when I first got them around like 13 and 14 years old. Definitely not like wearing diapers heavy, but could not really leave the house for a couple days. But then after the first couple cycles, the bleeding really calmed down and has now consistently been very manageable compared to literally almost 
bleeding to death every month and can definitely like leave the house on all days of my period. It's a lot more manageable. Once I got my period back, I really dove into learning about my cycle and learning how to really honor the different phases. I fell in love with my cycle. I honestly used to hate my period and I thought it was gross and like kind of scary and just really did not want anything to do with it and wanted it to go away. But now as an adult and really stepping into womanhood, I absolutely love having my period. And I didn't even know there were different phases to your cycle. Like I knew you ovulated at some point and I knew obviously you menstruated, but I had no idea there was anything in between. So there is the follicular, ovulatory, luteal, and menstrual phases. And each one comes with its own set of symptoms and like needs. So your cycle starts at day one, the first day your period is over. And that's when your follicular phase starts. And that lasts for about seven to 10 days. In this phase, I notice my energy starts to come back and this is when I start doing more cardio and I start getting back into weight training after taking a break from weights during my menstrual phase the week before. In this phase, I focus on eating lots of greens and veggies as well as good fats like avocados and nuts. Also eggs, chicken, red meat, pro and prebiotics, vitamin E, fermented foods and protein are the main dietary focuses in this phase. Then after follicular, you have the ovulatory phase, which lasts about three or four days. This is where my energy is on 100. Like I get so hyper and also get so attached to my boyfriend and love him so much that I'll literally look at him and cry because I love him so much. And this is like a very biological drive because this is when you're the most fertile and when your egg is dropping. So your sex drive goes up because your body wants you to procreate. Like it's just like evolutionary stuff. And I also want to be super social in this phase and see friends and really just connect with people. And as far as workouts and eating goes, I love to run during this phase and really push myself with my weight training. And I try to eat a lot of fruits and veggies and fatty fish and good like digestible carbs like quinoa and lentils. Vitamin C, magnesium, and fiber are the main dietary focuses of this phase. So after that is the luteal phase, and this is like the PMS phase that lasts for about 10 to 14 days. And in this phase, my boobs will get really swollen and sore, my energy starts to like slowly taper off, and your metabolism rises, which makes me super hungry, and I get really irritable. <laughs> like my boyfriend can usually tell when I'm in the peak of this phase before I do. <laughs> Because I'll just get like kind of sensitive and like argumentative. And in this phase, I do start doing lower intensity workouts like yoga or Pilates or hiking and walking a lot. And I usually start to stop running during this phase. The important dietary focuses are iron, zinc, complex carbs, healthy fats, magnesium, and leafy greens. So I eat things like sweet potatoes, grains and lentils, cauliflower, squash, apples, chickpeas, seeds and nuts, beef, turkey, and fish. 
So then finally there's the menstrual phase, which is about five to seven days for me. I get pretty fatigued and I just want to like be at home and be alone. I get cramps. So I just try to focus on self-care like heating pads and long showers and tea and dark chocolate and face masks and like all that good self-care stuff. I usually don't work out at all during this week. I'll just focus on resting and if anything, I'll do like maybe a little bit of yoga or stretching and just like walking as usual. In this phase, you wanna focus on magnesium, iron, omega-3s, zinc, B vitamins, hydration, and healthy fats. So this is when I'll eat lots of like nuts and seeds and berries and like oily fish like salmon, wild rice, beans, and and lots of soups and stews and stir fries. I learned pretty much all this nutrition stuff from an app called 28 Wellness, which guides you through your cycle and tells you exactly what foods to focus on eating in each phase and also what type of workouts to do. It's really great at giving you all the science behind your different phases and like explaining why you need more or less of certain things depending on where you are in your cycle. They have recipes and give you a grocery list and everything. Like it's such a good app for cycle syncing and makes it so easy. Like literally spells out everything for you. I kind of follow my own workout routine, but the app also has guided workouts. I honestly believe going off birth control has been the best thing I have ever done for my body and also significantly improved my mental and emotional health. And like I said at the beginning, this certainly might not be everyone's experience, but I have nothing but positive changes from letting my body go back to its natural hormonal cycle. As far as actual pregnancy prevention goes, I've just been tracking my ovulation. If any of my family is listening to this right now, um, just skip ahead, like maybe like one minute. Okay. Um, As you probably know, I am in a serious relationship and we are not trying to have a baby right now. We have been using the good old-fashioned pull-out method and ovulation tracking, and we have not had any issues or any scares or anything. We have talked to a few friends about what they have done as far as pregnancy prevention without being on birth control, and we have a couple of married friends who have used the pull-out method and ovulation tracking for literally 10 years with no problems and got pregnant only exactly when they wanted to. Obviously, this is not the most effective protection from pregnancy, and all it takes is one time when you're ovulating and you're pregnant. So it's definitely risky, but that's what we've been doing for about like nine months now without any issues, and there's really only like three or four days a month when you're actually ovulating. So as long as we're extremely careful or use a condom during this window, we feel pretty confident that we won't have any mishaps. Obviously, there are better methods of birth control, and this really does depend a lot on me being very exact with my cycle tracking and really staying on top of it. And I use my Aura Ring to track my ovulation. The Aura Ring, it's like spelled O-R-A, 
and it's like an Apple Watch for your finger, basically. The ring pairs up with an app called Natural Cycles. It actually automatically takes my temperature every day because your temperature will like fluctuate depending on where you are in your cycle. But I also manually enter exactly when my period starts and ends. And I usually take a couple ovulation tests which are very similar to pregnancy tests and they're pretty cheap. You can get them at any drugstore. You just pee on a little stick. It's really easy. So then I know for sure which days I'm ovulating and I enter it into the app. So it's as accurate as possible at predicting ovulation for my next cycle. Obviously this is not as effective as hormonal or non-hormonal birth control. And I have considered non-hormonal birth control, but honestly, I just don't want anything at all in my body right now. So I'm feeling pretty confident in my decision to track ovulation and use the pullout method. So anyway, I'm sure I will get a lot of feedback about that one. Um, but that's pretty much my whole experience so far, being on birth control, going off, learning about my cycle, learning to cycle sync, and also my miscarriage. <laughs> Sorry, a little bit of a trauma dump there with that one. But once again, I'm not a doctor and I'm not telling anyone what to do. I'm just telling you what I've done and sharing my experience about something I am pretty passionate about for myself. And I really have not had any negative side effects of going off it and I have never felt more in tune with my own body. And I actually wanna add in this little story about my absolutely awful experience with a gynecologist recently. I want to start by saying I have been to a lot of doctors in my life. I have Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, migraines, hypermobility syndrome, some cardiovascular issues, like the list goes on and on. So I have seen more than my fair share of doctors. And this moment was when I realized how important it is to recognize that doctors can be absolutely wrong and not know what is best for you and their advice can be wrong and misleading. And you do not have to listen to doctors if you do not agree with them. Because up until this experience, I had only ever had very positive experiences with very knowledgeable doctors who really took care of me and helped me with all of my issues. And this woman was certainly not one of those doctors. So this was my first appointment with a new gynecologist in New York because my old one was based out of Virginia and I don't live there anymore, so I needed a new one. And I hadn't been to one for a while and I was nervous because I wanted to ask her about how my Ehlers-Danlos could possibly affect having a child one day. Because as I'm getting older, obviously I'm thinking about these things and I know that EDS can affect your uterus and childbirth and being pregnant. And I also wanted to talk to her about my experience on birth control and what my non-hormonal options were in case I wanted to try one of those rather than just doing fertility tracking. So this doctor comes in and we start talking and I always open the conversation with new doctors about my EDS because that's arguably the most important thing about me in regards to how doctors determine how they're going to treat me. And this woman says, what's Ehlers-Danlos? For those who are not familiar with EDS, it is one of the most common connective tissue disorders. I have never in my life encountered someone in the medical field who has never heard of EDS. Like even all the doctors I've seen at urgent cares 
or random clinics, like medical students and nursing students. Literally everyone I've ever met has at least heard of EDS and has some type of general knowledge about it. But a gynecologist not knowing what it is is particularly alarming because EDS affects your uterus and pregnancy and childbirth. So why would a gynecologist have no idea what it is? So she literally Googles it and is like, hmm, yeah, that sounds bad. You should probably see a specialist or something because I don't know anything about that. At least she admitted that, but that was the first red flag. Then we start talking about how I recently got my period back because I'm in recovery from an eating disorder. And she immediately goes, oh really? You're in recovery? Then what did you eat for breakfast this morning? And in my head, I'm like, what? Like, I'm not really sure how that determines whether or not I'm in recovery. But I answered and I was like, uh, I split a croissant and a muffin with my boyfriend. And this bitch goes, wow. That's a lot of carbs. Do you usually eat that many carbs? That is the last fucking thing you say to someone with an eating disorder. Like, what the actual fuck? And I was so flustered and uncomfortable at this point. And I was just like, um, I mean, like, yeah, sometimes. And then she asks, well, what did you have for dinner last night and lunch yesterday? Like, are you kidding? I was literally on the verge of tears, just not understanding why she was asking me these questions and then scrutinizing my meals and judging them when she's literally just here to look at my vagina. Like, what? I just can't believe she made that carbs comment. Like, oh my God. But then it gets even worse. She asked me like the standard doctor question of, is there any history of abuse? Most doctors have to ask you this question. And I know that. So I was like, yes, but I am not in that situation anymore and I'm safe. Which is all she needs to know, is that I'm safe and not being abused. And that's where the conversation should end. Like she has all the information she needed. But she goes, wow, really? What happened? None of your fucking business. Oh my God, I was so uncomfortable at this point. I just said to her, like, I'm, I don't wanna talk about that. Like this woman was literally just nosy. Like she did not need to know the story of my abuse for my medical record. Like, are you kidding? So then we went on to actually start talking about birth control and I explained my whole story and I tell her that I don't want hormonal birth control anymore. And I tell her how I've been cycle tracking and fertility tracking by taking my temperature and using my aura ring and like using ovulation tests. She cuts me off and she's like, I have no interest in that. I do not believe in fertility tracking and I think that's irresponsible of you. So I start to ask questions and like try to explain it more. And she cuts me off and doesn't let me explain and proceeds to tell me she recommends hormonal birth control and that's my best option. Like no it is not. The first thing I said to you is I do not want hormonal birth control in me anymore. Like she must be getting paid to like sell that shit or something cause that was ridiculous. And I'm so glad I've realized that doctors are not always correct or give good advice all the time. Because if I had trusted whatever this medical professional was telling me, I would have walked out that door back on hormonal birth control, even though I knew the effects it had on me physically and emotionally. I literally left that office crying. The eating disorder and carbs comment like really, really got to me at the time. And I was really upset about it. And needless to say, I never fucking saw her again. And she actually called me that night at like 9 p.m. and tried to convince me over the phone to go back on hormonal birth control. Like this lady's crazy. Like she literally must be getting paid to put people on birth control or something. 
Because I, oh my god, I just did not understand that at all. That was such a horrible experience. But yeah, just like so insane and so inappropriate and unprofessional from start to finish. Like literally the minute she walked in the door. So yeah, now I'm on the hunt for a new gynecologist. And if you have any recommendations for good ones in New York, let me know. But yeah, I think that's pretty much everything. I can definitely make a follow-up episode on this, like a Q&A type episode, because you guys seem to have a lot of questions about this and I love talking about it. I'm very passionate about this. I think that's my whole spiel for now. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you have a fantastic day and I will see you soon.